Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. This is your host, Dr. Deb Carlin, here at the K Factor, where K equals kindness, and the factors are all the things that lead to it. How are you doing? In the midst of the news, whether it's on social media, on your channel and timeline, or on somebody else's, or Twitter, or LinkedIn, or Instagram, or on the national, international, or local news on the radio, on the television, or in the newspaper, or in magazines. How are you doing? Well, I'll tell you what. I have intermittently across the course of my life dialed into the news because as much as I would like to know what everybody's talking about and what it is that's going on culturally, I've got my own news every day. I've got the news of my own personal perspective and well-being and making sure I get up every day and get my day started and I've got the resources that I need to be functional and then I've got the news of my business, and I don't want to have my head in the sand, as they say, but when I tune into the news intermittently, if it gets too negative, I find myself in all three of my brains, the one in my head, the one in my heart, and the one in my gut, starting to feel queasy and uncomfortable to the point where I start thinking that Disease is a sickness, and indeed it is. It's disease, and that is how we get sick. Right now, I am dialing into the news every day, and I'm watching, and I'm listening, and I am working to have my best of my three minds, seriously, integrating for my sensibility. It doesn't matter what side of the political aisle you're sitting on. This is about us as humanity. This is about the sociology and the social psychology of human beings across the world and in your home and in your own being, your own person. And and here's the thing. Social psychology is all the factors about the person and their interactions with the environment. Environment being other people and everything that it is that takes place out here. When you feel the angst, the depression, the despair, the anger surrounding you, it's really important to pay attention to that and to try to figure out how am I going to receive that knock on the door because I've already opened the door. Now, what am I going to do with the package that's arrived? And by the way, this COVID-19 coronavirus is not a package that any of us recall ordering, not through Amazon Prime or our worst nightmares. The news right now is really filled with so much negativity 
even in the midst of some optimism about having states and communities reopen businesses and people getting back out into society with social distancing, which I'll talk a little bit more about in just a minute here and what that means in my perspective. But even as we're talking about that, people are just as afraid of coming back out again as they were about going into quarantine and stay at home lockdowns to a lot of different degrees, from total to intermittent to controlled to being outside somewhat. People are really afraid of what is it going to be like when we walk back out into the world? How are people going to be receiving one another and greeting one another? What are all of our social spaces going to look like? Here's the point of the show today. It's it's about mental health. It's about your mental well-being. It's about the absolute hardcore factual numerical data right out of Express Scripts, and they're just one of many, that the rate of prescription for anti-anxiety medications took about a 34% jump up since February, just over February through March. Now, that's pretty alarming. That means that we've got that many people saying, I need some help here inside of my mind because this is just scaring the bejeebs out of me, and I don't like it. It is making me feel icky, and I need something to quell it. We all do, but the real solution, and I'm not going to say anything negative, if you need a chill pill, great. Take them in judicious, really highly discerning, self-monitored fashion so that you don't end up with any negative repercussions. When I'm working with people under normal conditions, And when I say normal, I mean not in the middle of a pandemic and people are anxious. I always, when I am teaching and guiding people into authentic, holistic well-being, I am am most frequently dealing with their care team, psychiatrist, clinical psychologist, clinical social worker, and most importantly, internal medicine physician. Because I need people whose expertise can coordinate and choreograph with me and mine so that we can keep everybody safe. And I'll say, if somebody's really anxious and I can't even get them to a point where we can start conversing, I will interact with their prescribing doctors and ask, what do you think we can do? And there's medications that'll work very quickly, last for a defined amount of time. You can take them, you know, PRN as needed. And so it's not like you have to go on something that's going to take six weeks to kick in. And then you have to worry about the implications of that drug and being on it, getting off of it and all that. The point is, 
I want each one of us to have the capacity to grab hold of our mind and understand that we indeed can influence and completely control the directions that our thoughts go. Now, there's all kinds of tricks that people have taught me over the years, and some of them are laughable, but none of them are really laughable because we have to figure out a way to capture our attention. Tony Robbins would tell you to just change your state. If you're laying on the couch and you feel lazy and lethargic, get yourself up off the furniture, stand up, start stopping, doing jumping jacks, start yelling, start dancing, put on music, sing loud, move around. That doesn't change your physiological state. And as you change your physiological state, the state of your mind follows. So there's things like that to do. And there's dance. The act of dancing, research has shown very credibly, the act of dance, no matter how you do it, if it is pleasurable for you and you just push yourself to do it, there is an absolute positive correlation between increased dance and increased happiness and an inverse relationship of increased dance and decrease in depression. Seriously. There is also little tricks like, well, wear a rubber band around your wrist so when you start engaging in negative thoughts, snap that rubber band. Or give yourself a slap across the face or shake your head. Whatever you have to do that is not self-injury, but it is self-awakening so that you can get your state into a different place. Because when you do that physically, physiologically, your thoughts shift because of the neurotransmitters that you're releasing into your bloodstream. You know, there's there's incredible research in psychoneuroimmunology and psychoneuroendocrinology that's a part of mind-body medicine. And friends, I have to tell you the kindest thing that I can do right now for myself every day is to get into these routines and practice what it is I talk about. I start every day in gratitude, but let me tell you a little secret here. I also start out with a fair degree of angst, which prompts my gratitude. And whatever it is that comes first, I just stick on that gratitude chain and keep saying things that are affirming. Like I wake up and I see that sunrise and I think, ah, thank you. The world is still here. And I am too. We are all survivors. We are. We've gotten to the age that we've gotten to because we have survived childhood illnesses. Well, first of all, we've survived birth. Not everybody who comes through that birthing canal survives, nor does their birthing mother. We have all survived birth and infancy and childhood and adolescence. And we're here into our adult lives, and we are functioning. And if we feel frightened, it is absolutely essential that we practice all the techniques that we know that are healthy in order to capture our mind, 
and direct it into ways that are really meaningful. So here's what I want you to do with me right now. I want you to, on the inhale, inhale confidence. Just normal breathing. Don't hold it. Just inhale confidence and then exhale doubt. I love this exercise. I'm sitting here alone in the studio doing this, and I'm smiling as I'm talking to you because it feels marvelous. So keep doing that with me during this time that we're together and start thinking about the ways in which you can embrace this and make this your mantra. Inhale confidence and exhale self-doubt. We need to drink in every bit of the atmosphere around us and from the heavens and Mother Nature and from others. It's all about confidence. Think about who your role models are who are so confident. Think about who your host is here today and the confidence I'm inviting you into. And drink from that. So inhale confidence and exhale self-doubt. All those things that tap you on the shoulder or grab you and force your mind. No. Say no. No. I'm going to exhale you. I am going to get rid of self-doubt. It does not serve me. So inhale confidence and exhale self-doubt. You know, when we have that nagging feeling of that self-doubt, it's like taking an escalator on the downside and all the steps collapse and it becomes a slide. Now, to worry about something, to, to be concerned about something is to pace it a little bit. Yeah, I'm a little concerned about this. So you can be on that escalator and the steps are in place. So you can either walk them or you can ride them. But when worry creeps in, those steps collapse and you go sliding out of control, afraid your leg is going to get caught or something, side of your pants, whatever, your shoe, and you're going to get chewed up by it. That is exactly what worry does to us. And quite frankly, it's just whether you mean it in a, in, a, in a way of humankind and casual colloquialisms or you mean it religiously, it is unproductive. And you don't anything other than knit your brow. And as a matter of fact, even given the work that I do, <clears throat> I have... I have a line between my eyebrows, right at the top of my nose, that is vertical, that is a reminder to me every day to get control of this worry and these concerns. When I'm in the midst of them, to quiet my mind, to calm down, control my thoughts so that I can get clarity. Because, you know, when you worry... You're really writing the story to the, to the disastrous end point. You're not allowing for creativity and sensibility and wisdom to step in and say, wait a second, you know, it doesn't need to go like that. I know what, so what are some other solutions that me as a grown-up person here know are actually viable? Or I just want to believe that they are and see if I can make them come true. That is worth a tremendous amount of value 
sue you. Why? Because if you can, I want you to think over the course of humankind, all the things that have been invented, whoever in the time of the caveman would have thought that they would have come up with an image for an airplane or for a tractor or for an automobile. Who would have ever thought that they would have come up with every single thing that you look around and we now see in existence? The Wright brothers. People thought they were crazy. You're going to fly, huh? Okay. People come up with these ideas and they become realities. Fast forward, Steve Jobs, Bill Gates. They saw it and they believed. And they worked on it until it became. That's all I'm talking about. When you say, ah, but those people are exceptional, those people are genius, you too have your genius. Everyone has the gift, the gift of the mind, the gift of the spirit, the gift of the heart, the gift of the gut that tells you when to and not to engage. And it is fantastic. It's beautiful. It's lovely. And what we to in here and know that what we've got is an opportunity. People are concerned in my profession especially about the rates at which which is mental health and well being. As a doctor of psychology, I am of course always very concerned and interested and invested in mental well-being. And actually, I've coined the term authentic, holistic well-being because in order to be really well in this life experience, you really do have to work on everything about your life. I've identified 11 different areas we absolutely have to work on in order to have authentic, holistic well-being in our own self and in our living reality. Like having your nutrition, for sure, and your exercise, for sure, and the flexibility and comfort of your body, absolutely. How about your physical comfort zone in addition to your physical comfort zone? And how about your faith factor? And how about the communication within your relationships? All of those are things that we need to be looking at and examining And I'm not talking about long-term analysis, but I am talking about lifelong learning. When we keep a gauge on ourselves and we really blueprint the important components of life, I call it blueprinting, and have created a blueprint in my last book, Build the Strength Within. And as a matter of fact, if you go to buildthestrengthwithin.org, com. you're going to find chapters to the book so you can dive in and see if that helps you. And you can also dive in immediately into the, the brain power chapter of the online course that goes with that book. And it's all just filled with these wonderful ways in which you can strengthen your mind. Like, I recommend to you 
to go over to a wonderful website called Luminosity or Lumosify. Anyway, Google it. And um, it is the world's largest database for collecting information about how we can improve brain function doing the exercises that they offer to us on Lumosify. And it's amazing because it just feels like you're having fun. You're just kind of kicking back and relaxing and engaging in these exercises and seeing your scores change. And it's not like a hard test. It's very gentle delivering to you things that are going to help you with your memory, different aspects of your recall, the authority that you have to keep things in order in your mind. And it's very helpful. I have put everybody I've ever worked with onto that platform because I think it's that important to make sure that just like getting up and moving every day, to exercise your body, we're getting into the routines of exercising your mind. So, for instance, there's a lot of people who do uh, crossword puzzles every day or Sudoku or play cards, play solitaire. Whatever it is that you do that strengthens your mind because you've got your neurons firing instead of just going adrift is extremely helpful for you. However, Make sure that you allow for the times when you let your mind go adrift. Daydreaming has been found to be so healthy for us. I love that. Do you remember daydreaming as a kid? While you're on the show with me today, I invite you to take a moment here and just drift in your mind. Think about that dreamy place that you love, that you see in your mind's eye, that is a place of safety, calm, relaxation, comfort. Maybe it's a place out in nature. Maybe it's a place in someone's arms. Maybe it's, and then you fill in all the blanks. That daydreaming, how's that make you feel? I hope that it causes you to feel optimism is real. It's tangible. We can actually measure it. When I'm doing live events and now virtual events, and I should have done it with you at the beginning of the show here today, let me let me do it right now with you. On a scale of one to ten, number one being freaked out, ten being highly optimistic. Where were you when you first got on the air? Write that number down tangibly. Now, we've been on the on the line for about 25 minutes. How are you feeling now? 
from one to ten. You know, I hear you inhale self confidence and exhale self doubt. I've had to think about daydreaming or taking you on a journey of different exercises that you can do to increase your happiness. Um, I hope that you're feeling better. Because I, with every kindness in me, am extending that to you. I want you to feel better. So toodle on over to Deb at drdebcarlin.com or just Google Dr. Deb Carlin. Go over to Build the Strength Within. Google it or go directly to the site. And take a look at what's available for you there. I do not want the world in our country in particular, because I'm in our country, I'm a citizen of our country. I do not want more people feeling the sickness of their mind, needing medication, feeling like there's no way out, except the real way out is to engage, to believe, to believe in your ability to be a survivor. And I'm telling you, if you're feeling like you really are struggling, reach out to me. If I can't help you within that phone call, I promise I will put you in touch with people who I know have got skills beyond me who will be able to dedicate to you and to be helpful to you. I take calls from people I don't know every day. Always have. Always have. Always will. If somebody finds me and they're in trouble, I'm going to find them out. Absolutely. So, friends, when you hear the news, just stop for a minute. Stop. Say, okay, well, you've got job security now. You're saying things that are amping everybody up. I don't like it. I want you to deliver the happy news to me. There's got to be some. And you'll be surprised because they do have some. And I'm proud to say that they've been sharing. Sharing here every week, now twice a week, Monday and Wednesday mornings from 8 to 9 on Blog Talk Radio, The K-Factor. And this is your host, Dr. Deb Carlin, here at The K-Factor. K equals kindness, and the factors are all the things that lead to it. Signing off for today. God bless you. Stay safe. Take good care of yourself.